Well, it's very exciting to talk about our gospel today. This is my favorite chapter in all of sacred scripture, John 6. And if you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, don't worry. You're going to be getting a lot of John 6. Because not only are we talking about it this Sunday, but the next Sunday, and the Sunday after that, and the Sunday. There's like five Sundays in a row we're going to be in John 6. You have to be very careful because I don't want to run out of things today, later to say. I'm going to try to be very specific. It's like an appetizer for these next couple weeks. We're going to be diving into the church's teaching on the Eucharist. You know, what is going on at Mass? I'll be very frank with you. You know, it's beautiful. Uh, 11, this has become like probably one of our, our highly, most highly attended Masses of the weekend. But, uh, and it's great to be here with you. That being said, when you look at the United States all across the board, uh, I think it's very generous to say that Catholics, 25%, probably more like 15% of people go to Mass on Sunday. And that's like, one, you know, there's just a few basic tenets that it means like to practice your faith, to, to be a Catholic, you know, is to go to confession you know, once a year and, you know, go to Mass on, on Sundays. And um, when we're talking about these basic things, it's like, okay, obviously there's a disconnect. Obviously there, there's, a, there's a gap there in understanding of uh, why, why don't people go to Mass? And I think, I mean, I have to believe that it, they don't really understand what's going on. They don't understand what we're doing. And, and when you don't understand what's going on, it's hard uh, to actively participate. You know, and maybe have that more of just a passive, uh, I'm here at church, here we go, great. But I could be in bed, I could be sleeping. So we're gonna be really spending these next few weeks talking about you know, what is it about the mass? Because when you know, it's a lot easier to get engaged. You know, one of my best friends is from Scotland, and he hates baseball. He hates baseball. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what's going on. He just sees this sporting event where you sit in a chair and you watch, you know, guys in weird outfits for like four and a half hours nowadays. It's a little too long. That's a different homily. And uh, he's like, no, you got to understand. Every little pitch, is there's excitement. What's the count? What pitch could the pitcher be throwing? What is the, the catcher going on with the batter doing? Where's the guy on first? Are they doing the shift? Are they trying to move the runner over? There's all these different things that if you just looked at it from the surface, you wouldn't know, right? We got the Olympics going on right now and um, I have a friend of mine who is all about the Olympics and she's telling me all about the gymnastics and I was like, wow, you know, I had no idea. I thought they either, you know, they stuck the landing or they didn't and that was, that was what you know. But, the turning of the rotation and the judges and the different angles and the replays. I'm like, I had no idea. When you allow yourself to find out about the beauty and, and, and just total talent that goes into something, it's more interesting. And to the nth degree, that would must be what we're doing here at Mass. So today, we're just going to walk through a few things uh, about the gospel. And I ask you to think, is there more to this situation? What, what's going on? And the first thing we see is Jesus goes up on the mountain. It's like, all right. Maybe he was like a, like a, a theater thing. He had a better angle. Everyone could see him. He's higher up. He's just doing a little hike. Good for him. Nice day. Get your steps in. Well, no. When you go up a mountain, that, that means something in Scripture. That means you're encountering God. We think of Moses. Where did he receive the Ten Commandments? Was it like down... Down in the field? No, he went up to the mountain to be with God. And all the stories of Mount Sinai and Mount Carmel. 
that when we go up a mountain, there's something important here. It says that the Passover was near. We think of the Last Supper. That night before our Lord died on the cross, that was the feast of the Passover. So it's these hints that something important is going on here. And it says that the disciples sat around Jesus. Again, maybe not that big of a deal. Or was that a teaching position that we saw from the philosophers in Athens to the rabbis in the Holy Land, and even to this day, that's why the Pope, the seat of Peter, the bishop, has his cathedra, his seat. That's where he teaches his people. Like you guys are sitting here and we're listening to the words that Jesus said these thousands of years ago. And then we have a breaking of the bread and a giving thanks. That Greek word is is Eucharistia, the Eucharist. That the Eucharist means to give thanks. So when we're looking at all these different things, we start to see how they relate to what we do at Mass. That we come to Mass and our hearts should be climbing a mountain to have an experience that is different than the rest of the week. When we come to Mass, it should feel different than everything else. The opportunity to sit and to listen to the words of Christ and hopefully the Holy Spirit speaking through us priests. That we have this breaking of the bread and that when there's remnants left over, you know, we put them in the tabernacle, just like in this reading. So what is this all about? Because it's clearly directed towards something. And some scripture scholars, they look at this, right? We've got 5,000 people. They're reclining. Kind of like the apostles reclining at the Last Supper as well. And all the people with thousands and thousands of people. And here's this young boy with five loaves and, and two fish. And they'll be like, well, obviously, scientifically impossible to just take that and feed thousands of people. So something, something happened here, right? Like the miracle is actually that the Lord, you know, he asked them to share with one another. And they took what they had and they shared. And that was the miracle that they shared. <laughs> it's not the Jesus I know. That's not the reality. If, if that's true... We should all be in bed right now. We should be sleeping. We shouldn't be at mass. But there's something different here. This isn't a miracle of sharing. This is taking something that was merely natural and the Lord making it supernatural. And at the same way, when we come to mass and we have that image of the bread and the wine coming forward, the gifts being brought up, You know, even our little financial contributions of what we're able to put in the basket and help out, that the Lord is saying, I will take what you have as natural and I will make it supernatural. I will change your life. That the Lord is saying, I can take something small and make it greater than you could ever imagine. But you've got to trust me and you've got to be all in. That we can sit here And we can sort of be passive and maybe not participate and maybe hit Mass a couple times a year here and there. The Lord isn't going to force you to love Him. He's not going to force you to have a relationship with Him. That's not our God. You've got to choose it. You've got to be all in. Because there... Is this just us getting together once a week? Or or is there something more? Is there something supernatural going on here? Because over the next few weeks... We're going to hear from the Lord's own mouth a position being taken 
that the creator of the universe has brought down to this room, to this church, on this altar. And that in the breaking of the bread, we experience the creator of the universe. And that he wants to come and dwell within us. People will leave him. People will say this teaching is too hard. And these next few weeks, brothers and sisters, we have to ask ourselves, what do we believe is going on here? Is this just something forgettable? Or is there something more? And whether this is your 10th year going to church or your 80th year, whether you're all in or whether you go to Mass once a year, I ask you, I challenge you to spend these next couple weeks as we go through John chapter 6 saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be all in. If there's something I'm missing, if there's something I'm reserving, show me. Show me what's going on at Mass. Show me how I need to be here every single week with my brothers and sisters to be lifted up and to have the ability to change the way I live my life. The Lord isn't going to force you. But I ask you, is there something more?